Welcome to The Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to the top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together. Coaches, does it feel like sometimes all you're doing is copying, pasting, nudging, rearranging, and redrawing your playbooks? Get your time back. Designed by a current NFL coach with the same pain points you have, Pro Quick Draw is an incredibly powerful plugin to improve the playbook software you've already got on your computer, Microsoft PowerPoint. We've created buttons, tools, and shortcuts to save you time, keep you organized, and give your playbook presentations, scout cards, and practice scripts a professional look, and created in half the time. We've got over 25 NFL teams using PQD, and we're giving you a chance to use it too with our new affordable price for high school coaches. Try us for 30 days with no strings attached. You'll get a one-on-one video call with a football coach who speaks your language. Plus, you get to keep everything you make during your trial. Visit www.proquickdraw.com to get an impressive 2022 playbook started. Here's the one This is going to be a tough play. Coach Tory, does that take you back to 2016? Yeah, it takes me back, warms my heart. I was actually at game four of the 2016 World Series. Cubs lost, Nebraska lost. It was a bad night in the Tory household. But, I mean, just to be there in Wrigley, Cubs go down 1-3, the sky is falling, the goat is all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about the greatest of all time. I'm talking about the actual Billy Goat, the, <laughs> the curse of the Cubs. And, uh, of course, that's not how the World Series turned out, right? We were all wrong, thinking that the Cubs were going to win game six and then make it to game seven, win the following night, game five. Um, But that's what's great about sports is it's moments like that that keep us as fans coming back. That's right. And welcome to our our guests and uh, listeners to Motivation Monday. This is week 15. We have a special topic that's special to Coach Torrey's heart. We're going to talk about the Cubs. If you know anything about the Cubs, you watch them on WGN Channel 9. Uh, Ryan Sandberg, uh, Andre Dawson, Sammy Sosa, all those guys. Like start, I start thinking about all those guys, like watching them when I was younger um, at Wrigley Field. Only day games. And then how can you forget Harry Carey? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. Like uh, I grew up with three channels, but I remember we went to my grandma and grandpa's house in town uh, in 1988 in August, because that was when the Cubs Wrigley field got lights. Mm-hmm. And so the, like, that was a big deal. My dad and I were like, Oh wait, we need to go watch this game. We've got to go to his mother-in-law's. So imagine going to watch a game at your mother-in-law's house because you don't get it. <laughs> uh, but for us, it was really special. It's like, Oh wow. Wrigley Field, we don't have to play at 120 anymore. Now we can uh, play any night of the week and, and whatever. And so the Cubs have been doing that ever since. But 
you're right. Like the pinstripes. And when I think of Andre Dawson and his Jerry curl, right. Yeah. And I think about some really good teams in the early eighties and then some really awful teams in the late eighties. And of course my son, his name is Maddox after Greg Maddox, the hall of fame pitcher. And uh, I know mad dog won a lot of games for the Braves too, but to us old guys, like he's still a cub. Like I'll always think of Greg Maddox as a cub and I know he's able to win a world series with the Braves, but he's a cub in my mind. And, uh, I don't know. And then the nineties are mostly forgettable until Sammy Sosa and he kind of him and Mark McGuire bringing baseball back in the in summer of 88 or 98. And however you feel about Sammy Sosa today, it's a little bit different than it was 25 years ago. But I, I just think that the early two thousands produced some good talent, you know, in Oh three, Kerry Wood striking out 20 people and um, Mark Pryor and Bartman. And then Carlos Zambrano and the late, 2000s, 2008, 2009, had some good clubs, but couldn't quite get us over the hump. And then 2016, it all kind of came together with a new generation and a little bit of an old school manager. And that's who we're going to focus on today. Yeah, you shared this with me. You even shared his lineup card. And we'll put in the show notes, if we can, uh, about his lineup card. But I am excited for our listeners to hear about what a fan means. And it's not what you think it is, especially when you start thinking about a fanatic. And we're not talking about the Philadelphia Phillies, so we're not switching from the Cubs to the Phillies. So don't get that in your mind. Because, Tori, let's share with our listeners, what does it really mean to be a fan? So this is well documented in Tom Verducci's book uh, called The Cubs Way. And for those of you culture people out there, it is one of my top five favorite books of all time. Not just because I'm a lifelong Cubs fan, but because of it tells the story of how the Cubs as an organization brought in Theo Epstein and they've got a new owner and how do you build the team from a general manager standpoint? And then you got to find the right guy to lead the team. And then all of, of course, it all has to come together and manifest into a world series. And as Cubs fans, we're lucky that it did. But what I love about Joe Madden's scorecard, and he's a little bit different cat, right? Like he, he's a different thinker. He has t-shirts for everything. He's got some weird slogans. He actually reminds me a lot of Bruce Arians in, in NFL terms. Um, but Joe Madden, at the top of his Game 7 scorecard, writes the following acronym. He writes D-N-B-A-F-F. And it doesn't look like much, but when you dive deeper into it, basically it comes down to do not be a blanking fan and you know we've got a smart and intelligent audience coach weaver so you don't need me to drop that f-bomb on on uh on our podcast Uh, our guys will be able to figure it out for themselves but i love it and i don't i just think about that all the time do not be a fan and how many times as leaders do we act as fans when we really shouldn't Mm. wow you know being a fan you alluded that you're a Cubs fan, being a Braves fan for so many years and suffering through Tom Glavin's first inning trials uh, of how many times he would last after the first, after he'd give up three, five, seven, nine runs, whatever. But I also think about high school sports and how many fans do we actually have on Friday nights? How many fans? Like what? To me, what does it mean to be a fan? Uh, it's, that's great. It's a great question to probe. I think when I think of a fan, I think of the guy that's got the, 
that's a little bit superstitious, right? That wears the same underwear, different games, or sits in the same spot of the couch, or always has the same pregame meal because they think that that's going to impact the performance on the field. Yeah. Um, and then the the coaching side of me instantly thinks of Buddy Ryan, and you know I go back to those classic 1980s defense Eagles, and his famous line of "If you listen to the fans, you're going to be up there with them." Yeah. All right. You threw the Eagles. I'm gonna throw the Saints. You ever watch the Saints game in the dome? <laughs> I mean, you talk about do not be a fan. I, I I just remember the the Saints, the Aints. You know, the the bags on the head, the cutouts. The I'm at the game because I can't watch any other team, but I'm not at the game because I don't even want to show my face. Right. <laughs> but I, <laughs> it's and look, being a Saints fan and a Braves fan, all that wrapped into one. Uh, that's another story for another podcast on another day. But I think another thing, you said it earlier, about superstitions, about being unpredictable. Um, I think Joe Madden was that. He was eccentric. He was very superstitious. He was very unpredictable. But also, his players loved him, and they knew what he was about. So, yes, Joe Madden was a, a different character, but he fit the Cubs at that time. Well he was able to tap into that energy. I remember watching the, uh, the NLDS, right? So the Cubs are playing the giants. And I mean, it's crazy how this is six years ago. And in my mind, I can just instantly go back to this. That's how special sports can be or mm -hmm. moments when we catch lightning in a bottle. This is kind of what the human brain can do or what fandom can do mm -hmm. is I remember watching that NLDS game and they're playing the giants and the Cubs, are on the brink of eliminating the Giants and moving on to the NLCS. And there's a guy in a goat's mask out in right field. And he's just like everyone else is kind of head in their hands, like no one else knows what to do. And here's the guy, and you got the goat mask, and he's given like the spirit fingers, and he's just really intense staring. And that's fandom. When I think about do not be a fan, don't be that guy, right? Yeah. Who maybe had about five beers too many and is sitting there and is thinking that his little weird finger movement is going to be the next uh, Steve Bartman. All right. Well, I, I'm going to share a fan story with you real quick. So my wife and I, her first time in Tiger Stadium, LSU, plays Alabama. And it's the first game that Saban comes back. And LSU's beating them for the third, like first three and a half quarters. And a guy's sleeping behind us. I think he's probably drunk, but he's sleeping. And in the fourth quarter, Alabama starts to make the turn, and we lose in overtime. I say we, LSU, loses in overtime. Um, but the guy wakes up, and he's like, that's when they had Julio Jones. Like, he's like, Julio! And then he was like decked out in this Alabama gear, sitting right behind us. He turns into a fanatic. And I'm not just talking about, I think he, you cut him open, he bleeds crimson. He had like this elephant tail, he had all these things. And I was like, I look back and I was like, my goodness, like, why does this guy even have to be here? In a, in a sea of LSU purple and gold, he's the only one in crimson. But that's a, like a faint, like he was one of those people that you're like, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. <laughs> like everybody's looking at you. You're So anyway, I, you know, being coaches, I think we look at fans differently. And I'll say this loosely. Our parents, fans, because I think some of our listeners are probably thinking that, like, our parents are fans. Our parents are parents. They're fans of their kids, and they hope the team wins. 
but in today's world, they're fans of their kids, and they, you know what I mean? So, yeah, just a different they're, story. Yeah. I, I think with parents, their allegiance ends most of the time after their kids are gone. Right, right. And, and that's, that's what makes them parents, right? They're not really fans. They're, they're fans of their kids. I think that's a great way to say it. But they're not really fans of the program, right. most of them anyway. They, they just want to see their kids do well and do those other things. But I think it's a great story because as like fans, we, we thrive on that, right? Like we want to wear our stuff. We want to, we want to, like I wore my cub jacket on Thursday for opening day and the kids have no idea, but do you know how many people you can't, let me stop you right there. You so, know how many people I saw today wearing green, like a green jacket at church. The guy was wearing a green jacket. A guy that oh. Oh, wearing green shirts. They all had it on the Masters polo because yes. they were the fan of the Masters. They wanted to identify. Yeah. And I think that's what it comes to. We want to identify with something. Uh, totally. And we want to identify with something bigger than ourselves, right? Right. And I mean, I think that's where I wear my Cubs jacket a lot in April, not so much in September. <laughs> and the saying is, you know, that. You can't win the pennant in April, but boy, you can lose it. And there have been years that the Cubs have lost it. And same thing with the Masters. I mean, it's Masters Sunday. I, it's almost better than Christmas because you're either wearing green with the Augusta National logo on it. And I've seen some of that up north here, but you probably get a ton more down south. Absolutely. Or you're wearing Sunday red. Like my son wanted to wear his red Nike polo today because that's what Tiger's wearing. Well, and you know what I wear on track championship days. Yes. The red polo. So, so when we talk about fandom, that's what I think of. I think of the irrational. It means something to me. It's bigger than myself. I can't really explain it. <laughs> like there's things that I do that my wife is like, really? And I'm like, if you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause sometimes so, people that aren't sports fans, they don't understand. They don't get it. Like the superstitions that go with it, the socks that you have to wear. It's almost like you have to be in it to understand it or have been a part of something to understand what that culture means of being a fan. I think that's where it is. Cause the older we get, we lose some of that. Right. Mm -hmm. And sports is the, you and I have talked about it several times on our podcast here about being little kids, taking, going back to our 10 year old version of ourselves. And I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, um, I don't know. I, I guess because I wear a red polo and you wear purple shoes, like there's a little bit of superstition in there. Um, yeah. But I don't have this, like I don't have to wear a certain pair of socks. I, I, I've never definitely had to wear the same pair of underwear. Um, but I'm going to bring it back to the root. It's baseball. How many, guy, how many times do you see guys hop over the third base or the first baseline? They don't want to touch a line. You know, yeah, and, we're, and that's what we're talking about at the core of this is the Cubs wanting to break, you know, what was it, 108 years? Yeah. I mean, goodness, 108 years. So they're going to do anything. And I said earlier that Madden was a superstitious guy. So it just kind of fits, you know, all the curses that supposedly were there, allegedly there. Um, so I think that's what. I'm a little stitious. I'm not super. I'm not super stupid. I don't think I am. My my kids that I coach might think I am, but right. Yeah, but not super. I don't think. I don't know. No, I still wear a shirt from the 2016 Cubs, 
and it's the Joe Madden glasses, mm-hmm. and it just said, try not to suck. Yeah. <laughs> and that was his whole thing going into the playoffs that year is Cubs had won the NL Central, and, you know, everyone's like, oh, man, is this the year? Like, you're constantly thinking next year is here. And and so was, his whole message to the team was just, just don't suck. Like, try not to suck. Like, no one's going to go out there and do it on purpose. But, hey, let's be honest. We're the Cubs, and the the cards are stacked against us a little bit. The universe is against us. So how can we just not beat ourselves, not get in the way? And I think that's where the DNBAFF really brings it all together. Yeah. Because a lot of people, Coach Weaver, think that uh, the root word of fan is fanatic. And that's actually historically incorrect. Uh, in the last week or so leading up to opening day, I took a, a great course on play ball, the history of baseball, and super fascinating. And a lot of it I knew and some things I, I learned along the way too. And this was one of them is that fan doesn't come from the word fanatic. Instead, it's more like the traditional fan that just cools us off. And basically in, in the 1800s, a fan was a derogatory word for someone who blows a lot of air but produces no substance. <laughs> I'm and so I, I think about your LSU story of the guy coming out in the elephant outfit, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think about the guy sitting out there in, uh, in right center in the goat mask, you know, in the NLCS. Or the guy in the, Saint, in the Superdome dressed as Darth Vader. Yes. It's like you're a fan. You're just trying to blow air at people, and nothing should come out of that. No, nothing. <laughs> or if you're the guy that caught the foul ball, I don't know. He produced a lot of substance, that fan did. <laughs> he was a little more than air. That might have been uh... <laughs> That's a pod for a totally different day too. And, and I'll be honest with you. Like if I was, I always ask myself, like if I would have been Steve Bartman, if I would have been right there and Moises Alou is closing in on that and we're five outs away from this thing happening uh, 13 years earlier, I'm not sure I would have been able to choke the motor and hold my arm back. Like no. I'm, I'm a fan at that point. I would be reaching out, trying to mess with that ball anyway. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is I'm not sure Moises Alou catches that ball anyway. Right. But I feel for Steve Barton. He's oh. one of us. He's uh, he's just w- wanting to be part of the action. He's right there. He truly is a fan. He's a lifelong Cub fan. It's not like he's conspiring against the Cubs. It's just the cosmic forces of the earth really oh. came together with him, and oh. I feel for him. Yeah, that's a that's a oh man, that that's one of those things. You're like, oh my goodness. So while I have it here. We're just going to um, let you hear it real quick because we're talking about fans and he produced some kind of substance. I mean, they talked about him on SportsCenter forever. They so, blew the ball up like someone bought the ball. Yeah. So here we go. <laughs> blew it up. Everett's on the play. If Alou has to reach into the stands, 
It's fair game for the fans to catch the ball. If the fan reaches out over the field, then it can be ruled fan interference. That is very, very close. Wow. I just died a little bit more right there, Coach Weaver. I'm sorry. Well, I, I build you up in the beginning. You know, you win the 2016 World Series, and then we're talking about fans. And there was no, like three no, or four of them. There were three or four of them going over that ball. But, it's great. It's very <laughs> it's very much a Buckner moment for the Sox fans that listen to us. Like, yes. Bill Buckner, 86. And and here's here's what people lose sight of, right? Because we hear the name Steve Bartman, and it's a household name, and we know how the story ends. Most people forget there was a game seven the next night. Yeah. So all the Cubs had to do was go out and win, take care of business at Wrigley the next night, and no one would remember Bartman. Yeah. So I have a I have a baseball story to tell you. Um, when I was in the fifth grade, if remember the old when Sid Bream came around and scored and they beat the Pirates in the uh, NLCS Yes. to go to the World Series. Well, I had tickets with my uncle to game six in old Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. Yes. And holy cow, the tomahawk chop, all that stuff. Obviously, the Braves lose game six. They lose. Joe Carter goes off. You know, they send it to – the Braves send it to extras when Otis Nixon – um, the final at bat, they, the whole ball of wax. Anyway, it felt like uh, being that young, I felt what it meant to really be a fan at that time. Because when the Braves tied it up, it really felt like everything was in slow motion. Everybody was tomahawk chopping. Everybody was high-fiving. And I just looked around, and I still remember it to this day, that time just almost stood still in that stadium. So going back to being a fan, I mean, we're talking about 1995 here. Right. I mean, holy cow. Just at the core, I think, as sports fans, memories like that, and not to quote the, the movie from Disney, but um, Inside Out, but it goes into our core memories. Sports has a way to get into our core memories. And they just stick. And that's why we love it, right? Yeah. And then you get that one moment and you crave more. And I think what's great about that is we live that in a vacuum. So like you're back in 1995 in your mind right now. Mm -hmm. I was back in 2016 earlier and then 2003 when we talked about Bartman and, and all that. Like we think of those moments in a vacuum. And there are a few places that I remember distinctly where I was and what I was doing when they happened. 9-11, one of those moments, you know? Mm -hmm. And then there's Bartman. Right along 9-11 is Bartman. And not just because they're close in terms of spatial timeline, but in terms of emotional. And that's what that's what our memory remembers. Yeah. Well, Coach Torrey, that's going to do it for Week 15 Motivation Monday. Um, any parting thoughts to our – I know you always have an awesome – challenge for us or a question or reflective question or to think about as we go into the week um, anything special this week well, I guess my thought to other leaders out there is what moments have really stuck with you over the time and then how can we remove ourselves from those moments so we don't think like fans 
We are not the product of what happens around us. We are more in control. And how can you take that and develop that as a leader? Because Joe Madden, game seven, all comes down to this World Series, D-N-B-A-F-F. Do not be a fan. That's going to do it for Motivation Monday Week 15. Thank you for tuning in. I know we got a little long on this pod, but there's some good stuff in here that's going to take you back to a few sports moments uh, and relive some of those. So uh, stay tuned for next week as we jump into Week 16. Culture Classroom is sponsored by Pro Quick Draw, the dynamic playbook solution for modern coaches. Let technology work for you with time-saving features to eliminate the busy work so you can spend more time coaching. Our subscription comes with starter templates, stencils, and plays for you to begin building your 2022 playbook quickly. Give us a try for 30 days and keep all the templates you make during your trial. That's Pro Quick Draw.